0: I'm a true champion
1: oh! you get to sit with your friends while he watches you just basically play. I mean right now you look like you're good enough to pretty much go to any red carpet affair <laughs> Man, what, what else do you possibly need to do that's what I'm trying to work out.
0: You know what? Literally, all of the um, you know, like all the conspiracy videos I watch and all the murder mysteries I watch, it's always like the girls who I watch. It are always doing their makeup, and they're like sixty-minute videos. And I do my makeup, so it's just sort of like listening to them, watching a little bit, and you all doing your makeup together. Like <laughs> it's quite nice. So I got ready today to a video about the Kardashians, but like sort of like their rise to fame and stuff like that, but. Usually it's like a murder mystery I get ready to, because they're doing their makeup too.
1: (laughs) What conspiracy theories have you been having a look at lately?
0: Oh my god, Uh, I don't like John Titor, or John Titter. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but he's basically a time traveller, well he was a time traveller. If you've got Spotify, Go on the Mile Higher podcast and just um, just put John Titor, T-I-T-O-R, into it. I've listened to it about two or three times. And, like, because this podcast is so in detail, I still can't remember all of it. But basically, he, um, back when we had up internet, that's when he was posting on forums. And he claimed he was from, like, the year 2030 or 2037. And he had to go back um, in time because he had to get a certain thing from a computer and basically the world was like fucked and yeah it's good and I'm there thinking I fucking love time travel like I want to be a time traveler
1: that's fair enough do you believe in that stuff do you do you believe in like the concept of time travel or is it more a fascination than anything um
0: you know what I don't know like I've got a massive imagination so like any conspiracy theory I'm open to. And I think my imagination runs wild over possibilities. Cause I'm sort of like, I'm sort of like, right, we've only ever explored, like, say seven percent of city, so we don't actually know what's underneath there. We've only explored a certain amount of the universe, so we don't know what's out there. And then the same with like um when you look at things like the ancient Egyptians, Egyptians, which is absolutely fascinating. And it's like, I like this is one thing I genuinely believe. I believe that. Before Christ, um, they literally had the best technology. I think that they were in touch with some sort of form of extraterrestrial life. And yeah, I think that their technology is way better than ours. And I don't know what happened to them, whether, you know, but even like when I've like seen videos and stuff, like apparently like, in the tombs, like they have like, their own form of electricity and it's stuff that like daylight can even get in these tombs and stuff like that. It's just crazy. And how they built the tombs how they just go in line with certain things and how like they were able to like predict the sunrise times and stuff. It's just fascinating. Because if you actually look into how they built the tombs, like I don't think people could do it now, especially with no like with no vehicles, because these things weighed tons and they would have taken like 15 or 20 years at least to build. So it's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean being Egyptian obviously I'm always at, in awe of like the pyramids and things like that. But I'm not entirely. Do you believe in the theory of the first civilization? Like you've kind of hinted on that. Like one of the big things I noticed. Like I like playing video games. Shock. Yeah. Um, and on the Assassin's Creed games, the whole storyline is the idea that actually an alien race of sorts kind of existed like a much more superior civilization existed before mankind and the concept is that they left behind all the tools we needed to kind of reset and restart but we haven't unlocked the same level of potential and technology
0: that they have you know what i i think that's bloody spot on i literally think it is so i'm just looking at myself in the mirror am i being looking at myself in the mirror just make sure i look all right to be fair, oh speaker,
1: not many people are looking at my screen right now, mate. With all due respect, so
0: <laughs>
1: they should be looking at this beautiful graphic. To be fair, but they're not. They're, they're um,
0: <laughs> I, No, how hot is that graphic?
1: It is. I mean, it does have like, two exceptionally good-looking men in it, so that does it's got help.
0: Fire, like that graphic is literally fire. And in my opinion, they are like two of the most talented guys in British wrestling. Obviously, I'm biased because. Tiger Ali I've known him since I was about 15 years old and I've trained him he's one of my best friends and then um, RJ is a fellow monarchy member but he's amazing like even when I valet RJ like the other day I was valeting him and I was like oh my god I learned this this and this of you like just from close up just seeing him and seeing what he does like he's just got like just like a good eye for everything and just building a match you know.
1: Yeah, RJ's been. I mean, since like like you say, like we're sort of a similar age. Although obviously you've aged a lot better than I have. Um, the bottom line is like rj's one of probably the biggest veterans in our country that doesn't get the love like you know how they talk about the jody fleisch and the johnny storms and those guys absolutely are fantastic but rj's right up there with them as somebody who and not only that rj's about representation as well he's about culture he's about breaking barriers you know with the color barriers and things like that and he doesn't get the love for that
0: i remember seeing rj on um boot camp god how long ago was that was like eight years ago yeah yeah and literally like even then like he just stood out he was different at 100% and I think as well like you know it has broken the barrier for a lot more younger people to come through regardless of ethnicity and just know that they can be just as successful as someone like RJ and he's such like a um there's no ego like he's just willing to help anyone to talk to anyone you know and that's just nice isn't it
1: I love uh, wrestling societies like they've got this huge like DNA of incredible ethnic diversity like more than any other roster you must be so proud of that like because you yeah to put that together
0: well obviously for me like I'm half Arab anyway and uh, my dad's from Libya and Benham, um, who's from Iran, and Sammy, right, think Gambia, I think I'm right, Gambia, um, so they were, like, my closest friends, long-term, anyway, because like I had, like, really close girl mates and stuff, like, along the lines, but, like, Sammy and Ben are people who've consistently been in my life throughout my entire career, so it just sort of happened that way. And then when I went with the monarchy, who was RJ Singh and Rishi Gosh, it just sort of happened that all these talented people had different ethnic backgrounds. And it was just sort of like, you know, put us all together, bring Harry Singh in because he's amazing. And I remember watching Harry Singh a few times at full force shows thinking, why isn't this guy booked anymore? Like Why isn't this guy everywhere? And now he is starting to get everywhere. So I like always knew that I wanted Harry Singh and I was like, you know, once again, a bit selfish, went into work with Harry Singh myself. So bring him into the monarchy. Because I just thought it fitted, it fitted well, like, you know, he could sort of come across as like RJ's protege in a way, you know. Um, So, yeah, it just worked out that way to have so many different cultures. Like it wasn't the plan, but it just worked out like that because... It was just like, sort of like we all came in line, like at the time when 4FW was closing, I was still really um, close to Sam and Benny, uh, sorry, to Benham and Sam to, to and Sammy. And then me, uh, Jason, Singh and Rishi wanted to stay in the monarchy and 4FW was the only place we were doing the monarchy. So we just sort of all came in line.
1: Is there the um, possibility of like working for newer promotions and different promotions with that? Because I know me and you obviously are very proud of our Middle Eastern heritage. Yeah. and We're kind of looking to branch out. We're working in London soon, which is pretty cool. I don't know how I much know. you can talk about that. I'm very excited about that just to put you over if nothing else. Are you
0: not allowed to talk about that? Yeah.
1: I don't know I don't know really like I haven't announced it personally so I'm kind of waiting on them to announce things before I say anything
0: yeah I sent my stuff but obviously it's not my my, my bit's not being announced social media should we keep it quiet and maybe yeah, it it on
1: not. It'll have, people need yeah. something to look forward to in this world so but all you need to know is in July in London there'll be something very special coming for
0: yeah you. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder as well
1: yeah, pay attention to Nadi's, um social media, because obviously nobody's paying attention to mine, but obviously... Of
0: course they are, like, literally. F1's i one's paying, at paying your attention Facebook to yours. And your podcast has, like, 12,000 like, likes or followers, you know, on Facebook. it's Facebook followers or likes? It's both, isn't it? Like, it's the page. Got,
1: it's got 21,000 likes. And
0: 21, sorry. 21, I've got to my like, not followers? 12, 20, Yeah, that's- something like that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's impressive, because... You know, like, not many people would want to just have me listen to me talk, I chat shit.
1: But. He's quite funny, though, because, like, from a person, because you're, all like, a personal brand as well as a professional one, like, you have your own brand as well as, you're obviously, your own companies and stuff like that, but with me, for instance, like I'm the same, but... Like, I, I don't know, maybe I have 100 followers on Twitter or whatever. Like, don't really care. But WrestlePlug itself has a ridiculous amount of followers, which is why I find it yeah. quite funny. that you know, And I quite like that because it gives me a separation. Do you worry about people associating you with your brands too much? Like, obviously, where Wrestling Society is pretty much the spine of it is everything that you have created. Um, do you worry that people kind of associate wrestle, Wrestling Society with you more so than they do just a great company?
0: Um, I don't really want it to be um, associated with me as in the respect that Aris Nadia Sapphires promotion type of thing. For me, it, like um, I started training at a place called Forefront Wrestling, and it was, I, I, I suffer from um, a disability called dyspraxia. Yeah. So, dyspraxia was like balance, coordination, a few learning difficulties. Um, I had really severe mental health growing up. Um, and stuff like that and the place where i was training in wales just wasn't suitable they were just sort of like you know I, i'd be at the back of the class still trying to learn how to do something when they move on something else and when i came across for fw the trainer at the time david sharp would let me come half hour early or let me stay behind half hour late and he'd sit there and um he sort of like you know help me and he had a partner at the time called Cassie and she was lovely and she's the girl who I made my debut with and also at these shows in Wales where I first met the four you guys Dave Sharp could see what was going on and obviously like you know speaking out type of stuff like which came out he could see what was going on and he was just like you shouldn't be training here like you know you're a young girl he started saying to me at training like you know don't wear low-cut tops wear a high top and stuff like that and then he got his missus like sit there and talk to me and have a conversation about like you know ring rats and stuff like that because that's what i was being perceived as as a 15 year old girl so obviously i was at age when certain older wrestlers were getting with me but obviously they had that conversation with me because that's what i was perceived at from the age of 15. so for me 4fw had a really close place in my heart because as far as I'm concerned, they rescued me from that. Um, they stuck up for me for all the bullying, the rumours. Um, they gave me my debut when I was 16 years old. I moved to Swindon and trained full time uh, there for two years until I had my injury. And within that time, no guy at 4FW got pervy with me or tried on me. They just like, it was like I was like their young little sister and I just felt part of a family. There was lots of kids training there at that point as well. There was a woman called Angeline, who was, like, my second mum. She had two sons who trained. One of them was Owen Phoenix, um, who ended up going to Japan and New Japan and stuff, and then stopped wrestling later on and down the line. But, um, yeah, so basically I had a really nice it, – it was, like, a family. And, like, we'd all do, like, family – things like it was just lovely we'd have a few of um the guys come down from Michinoku and we'd like they'd stay down for a few weeks or a few months and we would just all sort of do activities together train together and it was lovely and it was just like for me it was like a family environment and then obviously like, you know that continued when I came back from injury I stayed with FW throughout the years we had new additions some people left people came back, we had new people. And then the promoter David Sharp brought in people like RJ Singh, Soul Adams, Brishi Gosh, um, people like that, who just sort of fitted in with the people we were. And it was like backstage was just so um there was no egos. Like I'd go to shows and my anxiety would be through the roof. I'd literally be doing nervous shits every two minutes because of the anxiety and like you know people like they were just Dickheads backstage, and I'd go to a 4FW show, and it'd be so lovely backstage and just so calm and so chilled. And I felt safe. It was my safe space. So for me, creating a messing society was to create a new safe space for for, for me and for the people who were in for FW as well. Because unfortunately, a lot of people like people like Tiger Ali and Sammy Sahin and the same who are not out there but they're wicked workers and everyone who works them or sees and wrestle like oh my god why aren't these people booked they're not clicky and because they're not clicky that's why they're not everywhere but like you know so it was just like to keep us guys together as well as keeping together the people who we've made friends with like you know RJ Singh and Rishi and the people who fitted in with us and then adding other nice people to it as well who i would met along the way throughout my years like you know people like joey scott and harry singh who are just lovely people um and then like chris bonson and um chris adams who started training with 4fw a few years before 4fw went who was like keeping us all together but adding new people in where the locker room would be a nice place and the one compliment which we keep getting from our wrestlers is this is a lovely place to work and literally this is such a lovely locker room. There's no, no one's trying to outshine each other. Everyone's all for the show and there's no egos. And that's, for me, that's like the main thing about is just for, you know, no drama, <laughs> no drama backstage.
1: Um. Yeah, no, like I've done like, obviously a little bit of work for you and stuff, which people can see online and like just... a lot of... <laughs> Even that process is like very, very, very calm, very relaxing, very cool. We get on very well personally, anyway, which is lovely. Like I, um, I liken it to. It's funny because you have Rishi there, and obviously that you know Rishi's the guy who first trained me. And like, not only was I being trained by someone with great diversity themselves, but I was also being trained by somebody who believed in those same morals and ethics of being a good person, being a good human being, being accessible and actually having patience and he showed a lot of patience with me when I first started and know, the fact that he's now kind of helping to sort of pass that on. In your company as well, and uh, I just think that's really cool. And obviously, you've got a lot of love for quality as well. I've seen you working down there and training down there. Like, Rishi's probably, is it fair to say, Rishi's like one of the most important people you've had in your career so far?
0: Yeah, like, Rishi's just honestly, like, Rishi's just the most lovely bloke ever. Like, I don't feel like this guy has a bad bonus body. I don't think I've ever heard him bitch about someone, I don't think I've ever heard him swear he's just lovely and it's like his personality outside of wrestling doesn't fit with your average wrestler because most wrestlers are more cocky and bitchy and stuff but Bishi's just lovely like he's just such a lovely person and um yeah he's always like being there like if I ever need advice if I ever need a phone call he's there and I feel once again comfortable going down to his training school so traveling like you know almost three hours because I know that when I go to Vichy if I'm doing something wrong like he's not gonna laugh at me or be like oh my god mad shit or oh my god I can't believe you're on, a sh- you're on shows and you can't do this he's gonna just go over it with me and like he'll always see the good as well you know
1: how do you um how do you feel overall like at this point of your career like I've noticed that you're not wrestling as much, but you're doing so much now like you're so super crazy busy like, you know I don't want to talk about it too personally because obviously people watching aren't as privy to information as me and they don't know you as well as maybe <laughs> I do. but at the same time, like you do so much like are you kind of happy where you are like not doing as much wrestling? Do you feel like you've done as much as you need to do from a personal standpoint in wrestling as far as being just an individual wrestler
0: you know what I'm really um happy with my life at the moment and I feel really chilled a few years back I'd always be anxious about wrestling and be like why aren't I getting booked here why isn't this happening like you know why can't I do this and that was just not good for me um my dreams and ambitions in wrestling were totally different say five or six years ago to what they are now um and right now i'm just content i'm really content with life and i've like i don't like to be wrestling two or three times a week like i was before lockdown like before lockdown the first lockdown like 2019 my schedule for actual wrestling was crazy i was like wrestling like two three times a week in the UK and then some weekends I'd be say in Germany or Austria or Brussels or I went to Israel as well and then I'd come back fly into whichever airport and then go straight to another show um and you know I loved it but now I'm at a different part of my life where I do love to be home I love to spend time with my dogs I love to spend time with my niece um I feel like friends and family are a lot more important like when I was younger I didn't care about missing kids birthday parties or missing weddings or my friends birthdays but now I don't want to miss them um I enjoy going to them and what I view as successful has changed when I was younger I used to think the only way you could be successful as a wrestler was literally if you go to WWE and if you don't go to WWE you're a failure and that's what I tell myself now you're a failure you're not in WWE And now I think to myself, well, I probably make more than a lot of the people in WWE UK. Um, I didn't mean to do a preface in, like, put my thing up for something. It's like a preface in, like, I'm thinking, you know, like that sort of... (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, I probably earn way more than them. Um, And I live off Nadia Sapphire. um, And I'm happy with that. I get to, you know, I'm so blessed. I do my gratitude all the time it might not be the way some people agree with but I agree with it and I'm happy and you know I keep um, you know other aspects of my life different to my best in life and I keep all three of my businesses separate to each other you know like um, everything's completely separate even the bank accounts. <laughs> it's
1: amazing that you've got like so many different uh avenues and entrepreneurial sort of endeavors and yet you've been able to kind of balance them and they're all really successful as well which is awesome um but the thing that's really I know you're obviously a little pressed for time because obviously you're not looking this good so that you can come on the wrestle plug I'm aware of this because (laughs) Nadia is going to be going out and doing what she does best which is you know painting the town red um or blue depending on how Cardiff wants Uh to look uh, but you've got wrestling society and you've got shows coming up I'm hoping to release this before the Portishead show especially because I want people to kind yeah. of get to this show I want people to go and see this especially if you're in the kind of southwest region the Welsh region Bristol all that kind of area like it's very easy to access this kind of wrestling and go and see it um, tell me a little bit about Portishead and obviously the other shows you've got coming up as well
0: So, for me, Porter's Head was a venue that uh, 4FW used to run years ago. And it was actually one of my favourite venues because I loved the backstage. Because in the backstage area, I know the fans don't go there, but in the backstage area, you sort of go down into the stage and there was like a massive female changing room, massive male changing room, changing room middle, female toilets, male toilets. And I loved that because I hate sharing a toilet with the men. Like it stinks of piss, shit, piss all over the seat. It's just disgusting, you know? And I like to just, have like the toilet and relax I can't like I can't like, you know some people can s- squat over a toilet and their bum doesn't touch a seat I can't do that my bum needs to touch a seat basically so I left that venue anyway so for me it was like the first venue I went to I thought you know what head was great it was a lovely little town and it's sort of like no one's there like people are in Bristol and stuff but no one's there and it's down the M5 but it's sort of like you have to cross over to get over to porter's heads like it's classed like i don't know if it's classed as bristol north somerset but it's sort of like i call it the outskirts um and our first show sold out and i couldn't believe it i had to stop promoting the week leading up to the show and I was like, fuck, I over promote this show? And I was getting anxiety about having to turn people away. Um, so our first show was amazing. And then I think the second show had about 40 less people. So it had 40 less people. I'm like, what have we done wrong? Like, just like, you know, shitting myself. But then, yeah. So this is the third show we're doing here. Um so basically we've got Tiger Ali. This is RJ Singh as on your screen. I'm doing that because I'm pointing to your screen. <laughs> but um that's for the junior heavyweight title. Uh now the of fw junior heavyweight title has actually been held by Kenny Omega. Mark Haskins it's a very prestigious title, hence why I wanted that title in wrestling society.
1: Like a who's um, wrestling, isn't it? Like
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been around for years and that's in a no DQ street fights. we've also got five more amazing matches, one of them will be announced on Sunday or Monday shall we say Sunday or yeah. Monday it'll be, round- it'll be
1: announced by the time you see this like it would have been- already.
0: <laughs> I'll be drunk by the time I see it.
1: I'm like, What's this? <laughs> this will this will probably drop around Tuesday or Wednesday next week. So it will still you'll still have time to get tickets if you want to go and watch the show. But obviously, yeah, so literally. you know, check out Wrestling Society social media because everything will be out there by then.
0: It's it's all there. And um, we've also got Harry Singh versus Joey Scott. That's a junior heavyweight number one contender match for a future. Oh my god! I love how you get it up like that. So, literally, these two that honestly, well, we already spoke about how you sing, but Joey Scott is amazing. And these two, He's when these two battle oh. it's magic. I've seen them in a fatal four way match before, and I was like, oh my God. Like, I was thinking, how do these guys remember all the stuff? And I think, that'd Joey be show
1: we worked where um they did the table spot. Yes, on ice yes. And, uh, yes.
0: yes. It's just
1: to yes. blind by that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I-
0: I think Joey Scott mentioned to me, he's like, oh, we work each other all the time, type of thing. And I'm like, yeah, you bloody shit. Um, Third match, we've got the Saints. You know what? I've got such a crap memory. I'm like, who's the same wrestling? <laughs> show me.
1: Let me show you. Her. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Who's that guy? Looks like Luther okay. from AEW. Sorry, Sunset. I, he's going to kill me for that. You
0: mother- <laughs> I like that. Like, what is my own match card? So Sunset Skip made his debut for us on the last show. And honestly, I I, I love to ski air. It was Leather like Prince. And I was like, we could tag in the future. But he's in the same. The Saint is the cornerstone of British wrestling. Mm-hmm. The Saint right. has actually wrestled on the UK Pro Wrestling NOAA tour, which was years and years and years ago. A lot of people don't know that. And um, the Saint's got a sick match coming up in our Cardiff event, which will be announced soon. And um, the Saint is just so good. And if you like hard hitting action, the Saint will just beat the fucking anywhere. <laughs> Um, to so that's free. Sammy Sahin let's get Sammy Sahin at next Sammy is literally our fan favourite at the moment Sammy is just look at Sammy's little face how can you not love Sammy
1: He's the happiest guy in wrestling. Like when he comes out, I I heard the biggest compliment about Sammy recently, just in case he does watch this, uh, a promoter that we're we're working with soon. He said to me that um, when he first came out, he didn't sort of think much of him. He just thought, okay, it's just kind of a big, happy guy. And then he saw him in the ring and he said, holy shit, nobody moves or works like a guy of that size. Like he is spectacular.
0: I'll tell you a little story about Sammy. So I met Sammy when he was 10 years old. Wow. Um, I'm actually five years older than him, so I would have been about 15. And Sammy was this little kid, and he was literally start training when he was 10 years old. He was doing moonsaults at that age, flipping around. Oh, and he was only now. little. He was only little. And then, obviously, as he got older, he got bigger. But he carried on wrestling and doing that, so that agility just stayed
1: there Actually to him yeah it's natural born talent right uh, he's yeah. just he just feels like a very natural wrestler when i watch him i'm, I'm excited to see tommy kyle because i haven't seen as much of tommy kyle and i know that he's somebody that you brought in for this show um you know Sam, what Tom- sorry <laughs> yeah. so tommy kyle
0: um was recommended to me by RJ and I'm the sort of person I really trust RJ's judgment mm. so um I think RJ sent me a highlight video or a YouTube video and then I went off and I looked at Tommy Carl steps, and I thought wow this guy is just like so different I thought like he puts a cool little spin on a lot of the stuff he does in the ring and I thought he's just different and I thought like I just want him on our show because once again there's a bit of just diversity and i think tommy kyle should be booked in a lot more places so i thought you know what we'll book him yeah no <laughs> and, spot
1: on i mean if and- if, if you're going to take one person's word for it rj singh is probably the one you're going to take
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i literally trust him with everything i'm literally like literally if rj singh says this person's good or rj singh says to book this person i'm convinced literally (laughs) what's the next slide so i think we've done four Four.
1: uh we've got i know we've got this bad boy
0: oh okay i love tj's guys i'm always
1: gonna put him oh my
0: god tj Wasn't TJ Sky in that little off way as it well?
1: Was. That was the first time I'd ever seen him wrestle, which for me was quite shameful because I have really pride myself on knowing pretty much everyone. And I was like, wow, like this guy, crazy good. Like from an athletic standpoint, like even his entrance is more athletic than anything I've ever achieved in the ring. And yeah, no, he's just, <laughs> lovely, everyone knows the Hunter Brothers very well. That's Lee Hunter. Uh, Who is like from a technical standpoint, flawless, like a beautiful wrestler?
0: So, TJ Sky's literally been around for like over 10 years, I'd say. And once again, maybe it's because, once again, he's not in with the boys. So, because he's not in with the boys, maybe he doesn't get noticed as much. But I'm just like, he's good. Like, like, He's exciting like people will love watching him and then i was like the perfect person for him to wrestle is lee hunter i've never seen him wrestle lee hunter before and i'd like to see it And Lee, once again, is someone who I've travelled up to to go and train with because I just like him. He's a great person. Him and Jim have always just been so lovely to me. They've always helped me out in training, even for shows at 4FW, like we've got in the ring and just like done some stuff. And I love technical stuff. And they'll show me some new things they learned from seminars. And they're just really just lovely people, M2 and Clark Ward, the twins, um, who were on our last show in Swindon. They're just nice people who've been around for like 15 20 years possibly longer and they're just lovely and they're lovely to have on the show they're lovely to have backstage they know what they're doing they can work heel or face they're just like a great addition. like like lee hunter like is a great addition to any show because lee hunter is so versatile he can literally work an indie match he can work a storyline match he can work camp show match he can just do anything and everything and he's such a sweetheart he really is
1: I love Lee. Yeah. i got a lot of time for Lee. Lee's like a um. I use the term five tool player guys who can literally fill any spot and do it excellently. And there's not many guys left in our business that can do that. And Lee's one of those guys. They, like, if you haven't seen Lee Hunter, if you come into the show or if you're thinking of coming to the show, Lee Hunter alone is worth the entrance fee. Like he's, he's somebody that you just kind of sit back and look at with just a great deal of awe and, Inspiration, because he just everything he does is so smart. I don't think I've ever seen I've seen him wrestle a lot. I don't think I've ever seen him make a mistake ever. Never. Like I never. Don't
0: think He does have to make a mistake. I
1: don't think he's allowed he, to. I don't think it's, he, it's in his DNA.
0: <sighs> he had a, a wicked main event match at our Swinton show against R.J. Singh, and so he was so complimenting of that match, just like the build up and how it was and. That was the first time Lee had actually worked for us, just because of how the dates have worked out. And um, he came into that spot, and he was amazing. I've got another great match for him at Cardiff, which I'm excited to announce very soon.
1: The Cardiff show um, looks fantastic. To be fair, I know that you yeah. can't. We can't announce the other match for this show because uh, the graphic isn't available just yet, and you haven't dropped it yet. Um, but obviously, so it's going it's to include you. So you know that's know. worth the entrance fee alone, isn't it? I,
0: They've the best
1: <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm a little bit biased, but yeah, I'll say so. Um, yeah, no, like Rishi's like, what about me? I trained you, arsehole. I, like, I know. Bud, Why aren't I on the podcast? Don't worry, Rishi.
0: There's a reason you're not on the podcast, and you'll love
1: it. He's already been on <laughs> twice, so he's he's fine. He's had I his. You've got yeah, plenty of spotlight. You don't he's need him. Yeah. it's time to get other guys on i'd love to have like tiger Ali and sammy especially on because i I
0: I just feel like
1: i mean tiger Ali is literally i remember the first time i saw him and it was one of the very first times i ever saw a middle eastern wrestler other than like myself who was trying to break in and i was like whoa that's like a big deal to me especially being iranian and having family from that background i was like that's really cool i'm always a little bit heartbroken that he doesn't wrestle everywhere but obviously it's also his choice as to what he wants to do with his know, life. as, long as he's happy.
0: do you know really much you know when he was 14 or 13 even and he first started training he couldn't even do a forward roll and people would take the piss out of him he couldn't speak much english either his english was really bad and People would take the piss out of him, and he never stopped. He never stopped training, and he stuck to it. And he finally made his debut at about eighteen. I'd like to say I'm not. I'm not hundred percent on that. And he finally made his debut. And the more and more he wrestled the more and more he got good. To the extent where people would come to FW, people from everywhere, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, that guy is phenomenal. He headlines." Um, ultimo dragons one of ultimo dragons promotions in mexico in like a massive arena he went he did a few tours in michigan pro um just honestly great great worker and once again so easy to work with like if i train with him he'll literally do my reversals for me i don't even have to do like i don't have to do anything it's just effortless he's just slick so 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 good so good. I would love for more people to see what Tai Sami Sami Sahin and the Saints can do like over the next few years because I feel like they've not been showcased a lot in the UK scene and I'd like to be the person to do that because they're all dear friends of mine so yeah I'm biased but then at the same time I think they're great 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 workers.
1: I think that's why I like wrestling society so much is the fact that they're willing to help use um you know yourself especially you're willing to use your promotion as a catapult to help these guys be seen more. I know they're your personal friends yeah. as well, but but you're yeah. smart enough right. to know that these guys are ridiculously talented and you supplement that with the Cardiff show, which is pretty it's quite a big deal, this Cardiff show, isn't it? They like, yeah. this is not this is not a small time show, like it's gonna be in a fairly big arena. Big names, big talent. The poster's already dropped, which I'll endeavor to throw up here, although it won't look nearly as good because obviously it's portrait. But it's that thing of like, there is so much there available for people uh, in terms of wrestling in that region. And you're the one providing that. How much, how important is the Cardiff show to you, especially?
0: So I always thought, hello, Adam. Hello, Doug, Giselle, Giselle's boob. There's my a couple mom.
1: of good bodyguards. out my <laughs> apologies to Giselle. Yeah, though. they
0: are bodyguards, stay away from us. So I've wanted to like Cardiff's my hometown. I'm from Cardiff. I know so many people. Everyone's always like, Mad, nah, when are you gonna wrestle in Cardiff? Wanna come watch you? And the Fail Sports Arena where we're running our show is a venue which I always felt was just out of out of reach. and um, it's such a beautiful venue. Um, they hold a lot of boxing there. They hold a lot of like celebrity events there. It has like, the boxing gets like over a thousand people. It's insane. And I always just thought, this is just out of reach. Um, and then, yeah, I got speaking to a friend, of a friend, of a friend, and it just all sort of fell into place. And now we are at the Vale. And yeah, I never thought it would happens so it's a dream come true that we are at the bail. like I always thought that like I'd have to establish myself over a few years in Cardiff to get to somewhere like the bail. Um obviously like you know we're really going hard to promote in um in order to fill the veil. Um I'm doing a hell of a lot um like you know I've posted today I posted two days I, I'm literally posting like, a few times a week but like obviously got way with businesses to run as well um smashing social media marketing um we're doing a few um actually someone actually messaged me and said oh my god like basically sky call center the actual sky call center it would send out our newsletter to all their staff and they're like oh my god you just popped up and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah like literally yeah and there's a lot of uh, local businesses behind us who want us to do well so I really, really hope and pray that it does well. Like I'd be happy with three hundred plus in there. Obviously, a thousand to build up to would be insane, but I'm realistic as well. Um, but yeah, anything from like three to five hundred, I'd be ecstatic with.
1: Well, we'll be pushing the shit out of it. I say we'll. Oh. I mean, I'll be pushing the shit out of it. I don't know why I keep saying we like there's anyone else here. Like, it's just me. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be pushing it. I'm hoping to be uh, in attendance for that because June's pretty quiet for me anyway. Um, And that's obviously a big day. I believe that's June the 8th. And that's like...
0: No, June the 12th.
1: In the twelfth, excuse me. Yeah. Um, my calendar um, is all over the place. Like I haven't had enough sleep, obviously. Um, but it's that thing of like you know already like, you can't see all of them on the post, obviously. Nadia Sapphire, Giselle Shaw, who is a mega star, not to mention oh probably one of the most beautiful human beings inside and out in our business. Doug Williams, an absolute legend. You know, TNA champion. I've got like. Yeah, X division champion adam Maxted is adam Maxted, probably the most handsome man in wrestling so there's that i but... can't
0: keep the memes. that's what i thought i thought adam Maxted needs to go on the poster because i thought when the men are looking at his poster i'm like gosh oh, i bring my kids there? should i not they'll look at adam and they're like right we're gonna take him now so you know <laughs> was...
1: your sex appeal but also don't don't sleep on the guy incredible oh t- he's wicked Stupidly good at wrestling, like stupidly good. I feel bad for him because I don't see him as the Love Island guy, I see him as Adam Maxted, the insane wrestler. Um, he's another guy I'd love to have on because he's just such a talented individual.
0: I think he's come away from the Love Island stuff, but the reason I put Love Island on there is because I'm trying to appeal to not just wrestling bands, I'm trying to appeal to your normal people who go for a night out in Cardiff. And I'm like, okay what do most people our age watch? Love Island. So it just makes sense to put that there, you know? But
1: Obviously I don't, but <laughs> it's not really my cup of tea. I mean, yeah, no. I can't Look, really... She, like
0: My sister loves Love Island, mm. for example. She always watches Love Island. So as soon as I said, oh, do you know this guy? She's like, yeah, I know him from Love Island. But when you show her the wrestlers, she doesn't know. The only one she knows is Giselle, cause obviously Giselle's like our family. Um, but you know, other than that, she doesn't she doesn't watch wrestling. But as soon as she in Love Island, someone who's just like as soon as she Adam's face, someone who's just walking around who's watching Love Island will notice them. Like, oh, you know what? I'll come watch wrestling, and then they'll see it and they'll fall in love with wrestling. That's the plan.
1: Well, the hope is as well. I think people need to realise. Yeah, it's a wrestling show first and foremost, but it is an all the all-round evening of entertainment you will have so many different characters and so many different personalities it is a special night out and there's obviously going to be loads of things available like food and drink and stuff like that as well uh, which was something i always loved about 4fw and the other person that i you can't see him but uh you can definitely see his name is lance cole who i'm really excited about because i've had lance on my podcast huge fan yeah like only audio unfortunately we need to get him back on cuz he's too too good looking to only be an audio podcast um he is a
0: wonderful post that
1: yeah, no, I love, I love Lance Cole. Like, I've
0: got a lot of time that's for a nice person. I met him at Varsity Pro Wrestling. I used to work for them a lot. And once again, the people at Varsity Pro Wrestling had the same mentality as the FW people And that's why I first met Sky Smithson. When Sky Smithson was first breaking into wrestling, me and yeah. her were wrestling a lot, a lot of times there. And then she started coming to wrestle for FW as well. So we were wrestling each other a lot early on in her career. And um, they had the same mentality as this. They were just all so respectful. And I always remember Lance Cole and um, another guy called Bob Paltz. And I was just like, you know what? These are just nice people. They, they deserve to be booked because not only are they talented, but they're nice. They're genuine people. And um, Doug's a gent. Like, literally, I've known Doug since I was about 15 years old. I've gone to seminars all the time. And once again, always been a gen, always been so lovely, so kind, willing to help. Willing to not judge in training, and I just love Doug. Like he's such a great person. He always, like, you know, for the last god eight years or so, he's always checked in with me, made sure I'm okay and everything. He's just, he's just lush. Love Doug.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's Doug Williams. Like you don't have to say anything else. He's Doug Literally,
0: Williams. Like just the name is just like Doug Williams on the show. You have to come. Like yeah, I, I was actually actually thinking about it too. I was thinking like, so obviously like I meant like when he was tired, and now he's back, and like I was just thinking like it's just so lush having Doug on this show and hopefully to have him on more shows because it's just like, like I feel like any person who wrestles him will learn off of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no question. Like, Doug Williams is, for me, like, I- I'll probably never, unfortunately, have the chance to wrestle Doug. I know that he's not going to be around too much longer and it's one of those things of, like, I don't think we'll, like, I'll have the chance to work on a show with him, which is really awesome anyway, but it's that thing of, like, every wrestler should aspire to work with Doug at least once before they wrap it up. Like, cause it is such an incredible learning experience. And you get to also say that you've shared the ring with one of the all time greatest wrestlers that our country's ever produced. So that's, that's enough in its own right. Um, okay. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Obviously when you're looking this fly, you need to go out and <laughs> have a good time and, you know, terrified.
0: If you noticed it was at the end, I was chopped? I told you he's he's strong. <laughs>
1: I think it looks oh, well. on, it looks on point to be fair. So Nadia sapphire, I love you dearly, as you know. Um, we'll probably chat very soon and we'll get you back on to talk about wrestling conspiracies and a lot more and things like that. But
0: uh wrestling conspiracies. Um I've got a few for thoughts, you know, the one which I was telling you out yesterday. Can we just ask whether anyone's actually seen this, which I'm gonna which I'm on about so back in 2012, 2013 time when the Bellas and Paige were on WWE, if you was watching Raw, there'd be a raw advert. On the raw advert, um, it'd be like the ad like sorry, in between the advert when Raw was like, you know, like in between type of thing.
1: And yeah, um, so like six
0: seconds the raw thing would be on. Anyway, as the uh, A it was going brighter and brighter, it would come in and the Illuminati symbol would go in, and when you paused it, the Illuminati eye, and the thing was there and literally I was like oh my god that's crazy so I found it on YouTube and literally I was like oh my god I found this and that anyway I've gone back to find it last year it's gone
1: well Why luckily, is it away? Luckily for you. well you sent it to me didn't you luckily so what I'll do is I'll um, for the benefit of people watching this on YouTube it'll actually be on the screen so Watch it. If it, if this podcast gets taken down, then you know that I've yeah. So just yeah, so just so we're I,
0: very just so we're clear, knife.
1: if Aaron Nick's disappears in the next few weeks, then not an accident. Nobody's going to make you disappear. You're too important at this point, mate. Like that's <laughs> not happening. Like, they're not going to make somebody that important disappear, but someone like me, expendable. Well, a lot yeah. of people have
0: disappeared, so who knows. <laughs>
1: You never know, you never know. I'm looking forward to all the people calling me a conspiracy nut, but don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, as well, the comments are open and you can leave comments, obviously let us all know how beautiful and wonderful Nadia is, because everyone's going to say that because that's just yeah. goes without saying um, but most importantly as well Nadia is more than happy to come back on which is really cool, because she doesn't have that much time to spare at all in life. Yeah, um, I
0: don't actually yeah, for podcasts um, Yeah, I, I've actually turned down loads of podcasts recently, but I wanted to come on errands because because I said to myself, like, like, we have phone calls, and I'm like, why are our phone calls recorded? Because we have great conversations. Probably oh, so, like, like, oh, so. I, I don't know. get
1: killed by the Illuminati, that's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why he's trying to save himself. So, this is how we catch up now. Literally, the only time we catch up is on podcasts.
1: Well, it's awesome to have you on. Thank you for giving me your time. I know that, like, we're friends and that, but thank
0: it, you for having
1: me. It's awesome having you on. It really is. Um, quickly, do you want to plug your social media? Because that's obviously very. Yeah
0: um so my instagram is nadia sapphire my twitter is nadia underscore sapphire i think my tiktok's nadia underscore sapphire i think but just search me you'll find it youtube is uh youtube.com forward slash nadia sapphire and then only fans only fans forward slash nadia underscore sapphire you
1: yeah, got it-, it all I was going to say another lesson to wrestlers, keep it all the bloody same like Nadia does. That's called being a professional. It's bloody annoying, like having (laughs) (laughs) three days. Nightmare. But yeah, check out all those social media links. And if you did miss them for any reason, don't worry. Don't panic. They're in the description of the podcast. And if you listen to the audio, it's on there as well on the description. So keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, Nadia Sapphire, you are as beautiful as you were the first day I met you. (laughs) And I'm very grateful to call you a friend. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the Wrestle Plug.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> follow Nadia Sapphire. And don't, don't be too thirsty, but follow Nadi Sapphire. And uh, most importantly, um, have a good day. Look after yourselves and we'll catch you very okay. soon. From the Wrestle Plug. I'm not going to blow a kiss because that's just not what people want. So it's not it's for
0: me. Blow one, blow
1: one. Come on. No, I'll blow one to you. There you go.
0: That's all you guys.
1: <laughs> no, you're not getting none. You lot out there, like, no. You got one from Nadi Sapphire. You don't need one from me.